They're not around anymore. Goodness gracious, Internet. Is this One Direction? Wait. No. Wait. I said wait. Oh, okay. And then Masturbate coming up. I would legit kiss that guy on the mouth. Who, Curly? No. No, not Curly. Fuck that. His beard's too tickly. <laughs> I know too much. <laughs> uh, internet, I found a new Alexis on Fire song. This song is called Charlie Sheen versus Henry Rollins. I, yeah, I got that from when he went uh, rabble, 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 <laughs> rabble, 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 peas and carrots, peas and carrots. The best part is listening to my kid do George's scream. Cause like that would be funny. He asks for stuff at the dinner table. He'll be like, "Can I have a yogurt?" Be like, "Yes, you may." Yeah. Anything you ask me, anything in that voice, it is yours. <laughs> the best one ever. Oh, such a good part. He was just walking around, going garbage, garbage. Isn't that that's death metal? <laughs> yeah. He well, I also just introduced him to Lamb of God. And so he well. I was, I was getting squats in and I was listening to it and he came in and he's like, Daddy, what's this song? And I was like, this is Redneck from Lamb of God, son. Don't tell your mother. Is this Taylor Swift? <laughs> um, you know where to find us. But fuck that, go find this song. It's awesome. Who would win between Charlie Sheen and Henry Rollins? Um, it depends on what the battle was. Henry Rollins all day, no. I mean, if Charlie Sheen can die, then Henry Rollins. So he's got that tiger blood, son. Remember when that was a thing? Oh, my God. I think that, okay, you know what? Can we just fucking cut this and start? Yeah. Because I think that's maybe when it started for me. That's, I, I'd agree. Okay. At least, at least in that era. For sure in that. That, that, that may not have been the culminating uh, event, but it. It's the era that created that that did it for me. For real. Um, Internet, here's a disclaimer for you. Uh, we have predetermined that this is going to be one of those therapy episodes. Yeah, yes. Uh, kind of getting back to our roots. If you've listened to this show for a while, you'll know that we used to be like, hey, uh, this is why I'm severely anxious all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever just feel sad sometimes <laughs> and there's no reason for it, but you just do? And we used to like vent that shit out here and then we we're like, ah, let's talk about some more cheery stuff. Um, but fuck that. That's boring. Yeah. Uh, you know what we never did? We never did that thing. Um, I tried to put some pieces together with a local, two local agencies about doing like an episode on um, anxiety and like feeling bad and shit like that because mm -hmm. when we talked about that we had a couple people reach out and say hey like that's really valuable stuff to talk about and like talk out loud about yeah and um i think that's when that whole thing with that uh <clears throat> certain institution <laughs> yeah came up. that sounds about right <laughs> that was exciting um yeah maybe it was around the time when uh the whole tiger blood thing, because like it was super funny, right? No, it wasn't though. It w but like the that was the first time for me when I found that people were talking in people were talking in memes. They stopped talking in jokes, 
and they started talking in memes. Instead of somebody saying a joke that everyone would find funny, uh, they started talking in punchlines. Yeah. You know, where... Um, yeah, well, it's funny. The best example of it that I always give is when Cam would always go, you mad, bro? You mad, bro? You And it, it worked because it got me mad. <laughs> but it got me mad because it was like, like if you're going to chirp me, because when we play video games, I chirp the shit out of everybody. Correct. And you can't say <laughs> that I borrow a smidgen of my material. It's all made up on the fly. Correct. And it drives me nuts, man. Like, it, when, when people just speak in, like, catchphrases that already exist and that was the thing where tiger blood became or a hashtag winning became the punchline and it's like but nobody was telling the setups anymore it was just like they're only telling the punchline and it oh man it used yeah. to drive me fuck and then it was like you'd see a commercial on tv for like v8 tomato juice and it'd be like basically tiger blood and it's like it, now i can't get away from it because yeah, it's fucking everywhere it, and there's not even being used properly it was it was funny from the get-go because... Because the guy's a train wreck. Yeah, and it was almost like watching Steve-O. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I used to have the, like, Steve-O uh, out on bail tapes. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, jackass B-sides and stuff. And he was just... Insane? Yeah, he was just fucked all the time. And so you watch it to watch a guy who's fucked up yeah. be fucked up. Because you're like, what the hell is he going to do next? And then you the, the whole thing with Charlie Sheen. And I, I think... The phrase that I used with you last week or a week before, I can't even remember, was that I feel somewhat unplugged from the Matrix. Yeah. Right? And that I think it was it would have been right around then, maybe, or maybe a little bit later when I... There was like a faulty connection. Yeah. The plug was still in the wall, but it was starting to like spark arc a little bit. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. Hmm. Oh, so you guys are still doing that. Okay. All right. You know, and... <coughs> I don't know. It's yeah, like, when we talked about that, the one thing, like, because that, that really did define just that weird feeling I get sometimes, too. And the thing I want, I quantified it with, and I still believe in, is that some people, when they say things, that like, they, they make it sound like they're better. You know, it's like people who call, like, the general populace, like, sheep and stuff like that, or sheeple is the worst. You know, you're talking to an asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's. I was going to say, that guy might come through the fucking wall. I was going to say, wall. is that guy spin tiresing right <laughs> through the door right now? <laughs> Jesus I was Christ. Like, this is how it ends? Is my Podcasting? Car, is my car still there? <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't feel like when I say I plugged out of the Matrix and I see other people who are still in it, um, I'm not looking down on them or acting like I know something they don't or I figured out something they haven't. Like I look at it almost with envy. Like I'd almost give anything to plug back in, you know? Like silly little things that used to, I mean I don't get me wrong I the purchases that we bought from the food store for you exhibit how much of a silly goose I still am correct but it's like uh, I don't know <laughs> man there's there's just some times when it's like little things that are supposed to be funny or light or something like that or when I see people getting real excited about some like thing that I find very menial it's like it's not that I look at oh plebes you find this entertaining it's like no man like I'd give anything to feel like that again you know what i mean and i just hmm. uh, we've had a conversation like this before and i said that i do a lot of stuff that i enjoy but i don't have anything that really grabs me anymore and if it does grab me it's so fleeting like so fleeting it's like when you find a new game remember i remember when i was a kid and me and phil played XCOM, the original game for like we'd go home and 
ICQ each other, dude, when are we getting together to play XCOM again? When are we getting to play yeah. XCOM again? And it's like nowadays, yeah, you might still PUBG. You find PUBG. PUBG's a great game. But it's like, it's not the same, though. And the thing is, has the world changed? Has life changed? Have we changed? I don't uh, know what it is. Yes, yes, and yes. And you know, yeah. The other thing that kind of like um, uh, stuck with me the wrong way, I'd say. Did you listen to the episode of Joe Rogan's podcast where he had Polly Shore on? Yeah, yeah. And like... Oh, yeah, didn't he sound sad? I felt for him. Yeah. You know, I felt for him because I was like, MTV days to Pauly Shore is those XCOM memories to us or <laughs> is those like... Yeah. I, dude, I remember playing like Battlefield 2 with Curly and my, my largest problem in life was I had drank most of the coffee in the pot and I knew my grandpa was coming home from work and he'd be fucking pissy if there wasn't any more coffee for him. But like there was this weird dynamic where like I wasn't supposed to make any coffee in the house. So like I had to like connive my way in to get my grand to make more coffee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then like trivial stuff. Yeah. And I, I suppose like on the flip side of that, I'm totally cool with being an adult too. Like oh, I, absolutely. I, I used to say like, as an adult, like this was my realization that it was awesome to be an adult was like, I can ride a motorcycle, shoot guns, <laughs> smoke pot. Like nobody can do anything about that. Like, the, well, you're not supposed to do all those three things at the same time. No, but uh, unless you're like Bruce Willis. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. And it's tricky because, uh, like you're saying, you have a hard time finding that thing. I and I'm always searching for that thing. You so know? like, I I feel like when I was a kid, I never searched for anything, and like everything that came was exciting and fun and stuff like that. And I, again, like I'm not I, I if I was listening to myself doing this right now, I'd be like, oh, you whiny little bitch. Uh, no, I don't. I, I'm trying to be objective. Like I'm not whining about it. It's just true. It's the new reality that. At least for right now, I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that's the thing, yeah, where it's like, I don't know. And again, it's not coming from a position of thinking I'm better, more mature, blah, 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 than anybody else. Like, um, I don't know, like just little, um, well, again, I'm, I'm being a total hypocrite because I mushed up some broccoli in the baby bullet and fed it to my kid. And it was like the greatest thing of all time that I had ever done in my life. Yeah. But, you know, like, I don't know. I just find that things don't hold my attention for as long. And the anticipation, nothing meets the anticipation anymore. Here's, here's like, I almost have like a flip side thing going on to that. I put some thought into this after we were talking about it. Oh, I completely tried to whitewash it out of my brain so I didn't spiral. Oh, bro, I've been spiraling <laughs> had, for like had, two months you now. You had a much more yeah, adult like, <laughs> reaction to it than I did. Um, yes. I'm just like, let's just flush my <laughs> random access memory in my brain. <laughs> um... Random access memory. Look at you. Did it? Would I use that in the proper yeah, context? Yeah, that was Fucking like right. you, you would have actually flushed the cash. Good okay, job. you know what? Huh? I take back everything I've said this episode. I'm doing pretty good right now. <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like I have two things that uh, I'm actively chasing. That I. It's like my fucking thing. It's mm-hmm. my thing. Uh, one of those things is writing, and I've always, uh, if I express myself creatively it's best done through writing i've played music i've dabbled in painting and drawing and Mm -hmm. this that and the other i love writing i fucking love it um i also recognize that i have this part of me 
that is maybe not fulfilled, but filled up, I guess, maybe, or satisfied okay. by um, sharing parts of myself. I get that about myself. Is that why you always tickle my earlobe when we see each other now? Imagine if I did, though. Do you remember when... Were you in high school? I can't remember I, if it was high school At one point in my life, I was. Fuck you. Or if it was college, where you go up and grab the guy's elbow skin on his elbow. I think that was college. I, I do some kind weird of remember shit. that. I remember... Do you remember that thing where you'd make the circle? Like, oh, it had to be below yeah. your waist, and if you looked, you get to punch him in the elbow? Yeah. Or when you just used to walk... Do kids still do the dumb shit? Because like, we're, we're parents now, and there will come a time where either I will tell my child, or he'll find out that when I was in high school... My dad and his dad, and not even necessarily his dad's friends, but just people who vaguely knew him, would walk down the aisle, uh, the hallways in high school, and you'd just punch each other in the ball back. <laughs> like, if I looked at my dad with his, like, starting the gray hair and his grandfathery aura now, he's a grandfather to two kids, uh. and he said, Yeah, back in high school, walking by, and you'd say, Hey, what's up? And you'd punch each other in the dick. <laughs> that wasn't just like a like an episode of South Park and then that's what you did till the next episode came out. That was like a month possibly spanning two high school year thing where you just hey Bill, what's up? Boom, right in the nuts. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck was wrong with us? <laughs> I hope kids don't still do that these days. That's All right. Still. So the other thing I figured out is um this is cliche of me to say to you. Okay. Okay. But jujitsu mm-hmm. is my fucking like, dude, it's the best way I can describe it is it fills a part of me that work can't, that school can't, mm-hmm. that it just does something in there. But then it's almost like I know that I get some sort of satisfaction or some sort of whatever from other people sharing in the things that I'm into. So then I'll try and be like, man, jujitsu is so cool. Here's what I did at Jits or whatever. And because nobody in my like immediate vicinity is in a Jits, you know, it's like, it feels kind of empty. That's, that's really cool, Bill. I'm and like, it? no, you don't fucking get how cool it is though. Yeah. You know, it's just a, this weird thing that I know about myself. And it's like, if I write something, I immediately want to put it out there. And then, there's almost like a, a hollowness to that because it's like, I. Then are you doing it? Are you doing it just to put it out there? Yeah, of? and sometimes you don't know, right? But then other times I think, well, like my argument to uh, to my wife has always been, she would say, uh, "Why can't you just write a story for yourself?" It's boring. The story's already in my head, and I'm like, well, a. What my argument to her is, as I say, an artist is only an artist if they have an audience, right? Because otherwise you're just painting shit in your room, mm-hmm. right? And it's like you could paint the greatest things ever or whatever. And if it all winds up in a closet, I don't know, maybe that's just the way I feel about it. And maybe my Google Drive is the digital form of that closet. And so I want to put it all out there, right? I uh, See, and that's... The, uh, this is why I have three novels at 35,000 words that I can't finish any of them because I'm like, bro, new story. And I start going on it. That, see, and that, that's the thing. This is where I get very um, both sides of the coin on that because I, I can, with the same level of confidence, say to you, um, no, man, like if doing Sudoku puzzles or crocheting or 
painting or playing video games or doing jigsaw puzzles or whatever your thing is, is your therapeutic fun thing for yourself. Some people is listening to the baseball game on the radio with a scorecard and keeping score. As if there's not somebody already doing that and telling you what it is. <laughs> Some people like to do that shit. Yeah. Some people like to go bird watching and shit like that. So if writing those stories out is your thing and you get enough out of it to fill that, tick that box for you, then that's your thing. Building paper airplanes or model planes or whatever, yeah. that's your thing. The other side says, dude, if you already have the story in your head, why spend all that time writing it out? You I don't know. Like, like if you don't give it to somebody and then that book, like I was going through a briefcase that I when I was in high school and I thought I was going to be in a band for a, for a stint of success or whatever. Like that's what we were working towards. We never got it, never thought we were going to get it, but we worked towards it as if we were. I was writing songs constantly. I probably have like four or 500 songs in various stages of completion. Very few complete, but various stages of completion. And I'm going through reading them all uh, the other day just because I was trying to get shit out of my basement. And, uh, it, it was funny that I remembered being proud of so many of these songs, but then I read them as an adult, and I'm like, this is, like, objectively garbage. Like, not just subjectively, <laughs> but objectively garbage. And then it was one of those things. It's like, why did I waste my time doing that? But I got something out of it. But when at I was the time, it wasn't a waste of time. No. So, so that's the thing. That's where I can come at it from both angles. It's like, yeah, it could be a waste of time, but if you, it, it could be a waste of time if you don't give that to people to take in. But if you write a story, and I read a story, and I go, huh. Like, I read it, and I go, huh, and it doesn't do anything for me. Does it do anything for you, or do I have to like it for it to work for you? You know what I mean? I, I, I've thought about that. I don't, I don't think it's required. I'm not, I'm not looking for feedback. I'm looking uh, to publish. I'm looking to put it out there. And I think that's because um, I, I look up to a lot of folks who have legacies, Mm-hmm. And uh, the unplugged from the matrix bill looks around and goes, "Oh, there's fucking millions of people around me." You know, and it's like that thing I always say to you about we're just extras in everybody else's life. Yeah. And it's like I guess there's a part of me that's trying to be more than an extra, you know, or like, and that's just being honest, right? Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I think too. Especially like if I'm in a dip, right? Like a, a, a an emotional uh, low place or whatever. Work. This is the other thing I've figured out. Um, I don't think it's my job. I think it's work. Yeah. I think it's the uh, like the um, requirement to go and do X, mm-hmm. which is not what I want to do with my time. I what I want to do is write post-apocalyptic fiction and fucking fight people. That's what I, that's what I want to do with my time. Yeah. You know, and get really good at one of the two. And there you go. I, I don't think it's, it's, that's the thing. I feel like it's not asking so much no. to, to just want to do jujitsu and write. And, um, that feeling is superseded by the requirement to go to work. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you could, if you wanted to play like a real douchebaggy devil's advocate, you could say you could do that. Um, you would just have to sm- sell your house, move into a smaller place. Yeah, to the extreme detriment of 
my family. And that's the thing too, like where, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Cause when Robbie was over, um, we got into like the typical philosophical conversations. Right. And I remember that one thing, uh, if that was around my campfire, I don't remember that. Yeah. No, I, wouldn't either. <laughs> I just remember peeing with my pants around my ankles. Like I was six years old again. I fell asleep on rocks. Yeah. <laughs> like hopefully that wasn't the rocks that I peed on. But, uh, I um no I remember something that Brian Callen said on one of the various podcasts that he was on I listened to and um he had said if you could do anything and failure wasn't an option not as in like you can't fail but like you can't fail you know not that you god forbid you fail it's like it's impossible to fail yeah um what would you do and then I was thinking and I'm I'd like right and do jujitsu easy peasy <laughs> I feel like I should be able to say 500 different things yeah I have maybe one or two. See, I already said maybe. I was going to say I have one or two, but they both start with maybes. Like maybe it'd be I would get enjoyment, fulfillment out of um, planting pollinator gardens for people. You know, like if you just had a big old a big old yard or brambles or whatever, and you're just like, I want bees and butterflies and shit. That's what I'd call my business, and bees, butterflies, and shit. Um, BBS. BBS. BBS <laughs> Solutions. <laughs> Oh, BBS solution. What's that saying for oh, bees oh. and butterflies and shit? <laughs> Solutions. But I'd um, no, I'd come <laughs> and I'd sod cut up all your grass, plant it because because I like doing that stuff. It's funny. My wife said to me today because she, instead of it just being internal, it was external today. You could tell that I was in a shitty mood today, and she's like, "What's the matter?" I'm like, "Nothing's nothing's the matter." You know what I mean? Like nothing's the matter. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I'm just vacant. And she's like, "Well, why don't you go do something?" It's like. Motherfucker, like what? Yeah. The answer to that is literally anything. But it was just like, yeah, but I didn't. Doing anything felt like it was a uh, I'm such a fucking whiner right now. I know I am, but that's but it's real though. Like yep. that's the thought process. I I hate listening to myself explain this because it sounds like such a puss thing to say. But it's like doing anything. I couldn't wait to get back home to lay on the couch to be bored again. You know, yeah. what I mean, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go home get on the couch and be bored and then i'd be bored and i'd be complaining about how bored i was you know like it's so silly there's so much i could have been doing i got fish tanks that need to be fixed i loved fish tanks until all of a sudden i stopped loving them and now i gotta look after them. i could have taken the dog for a walk fuck that it's hot outside <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean like i just nothing it's almost like when you were trying to watch netflix and i say trying to watch netflix because you're on netflix everyone's experienced this you're full of shit if you say you haven't and you're just scrolling and that looks good. Oh, I'd watch that. Do you want to watch it? Ah, not right now, though. You yeah. Know? Oh, that looks funny. I'll add it to my list. I'll go so far as to add it to my list, but I just can't pull the trigger to press play. It's just that or scrolling through your Steam library. Yeah. Oh, I haven't finished Final Fantasy 3 yet. I need to play that. Oh, man, I'd love to get into some PUBG right now. Ah, but I don't feel like it. That's where it's at. It's not all doom and gloom. It's not all, like, woe is me, even though it sounds that way. It's just, I don't know. It's just it's just that indecisiveness, you know, can't make a decision and nothing like it, it's not like when I was a kid and I couldn't wait to get home and crush through uh, Wonder Boy and Monster World or something like that. Objectively silly game that I'd never touch again. But that w I had a jam back then. Yeah, I just want to have a jam again. And I don't know. I yeah. And you see, like nothing feels jammy. I think that's where. Uh, that's where we differ. This is what I've been thinking about. Maybe right? I should get a motorcycle and just 
fucking make noise. I can't say anything. I, I used to be that guy. Yeah, I hated you when you were that guy. I didn't actually. It just sounded funny to say that. There's people in Brantford that I don't know that knew my bike. Yeah. <laughs> they probably pictured it you was wrecking <laughs> and it not making noise anymore. Obnoxious. I see. Now, question about motorbikes. Yeah. Um. What? You know how like different groups have different like codes sure or like things they have to do what is it in the motorbike owning code that says if you own a motorbike and it's loud you must spend 55% of the time riding it and 45% of the time just revving it in your fucking driveway all day there's a motorcycle in my neighborhood I've never heard it driven I've heard it revved all day in a driveway, but I don't think it's ever had any forward motion to it. Those guys exist. Uh, they're the same guys that just go park at Tim Hortons. They're a club. They're called the Crewlers. And uh, that's that's even that pun made my nose. It's uh, no, they're fucking. There there are those guys for sure. But I mean, you're talking to the wrong guy, right? Like I remember, we'd be going on a bike trip and everybody lines their bikes up. And, okay, it's time to clean your bikes. Like, everybody wants their chrome to be all fucking... Dude, I literally never cleaned my bike. Not once. My dad cleaned it three times because he was embarrassed that he's like, your bike looks like shit, and it's going to be with all our bikes. And I was like, I'm for sure not cleaning that It's going to make your bikes look better. You're going to look at my bike and go, ew. And they're going to look at your bike and be like, yeah, that's all right. If it bothers you that much, pick up a fucking rag. Yeah, you go clean it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's... This is what I've been thinking about, right? Is that, because um, like I'll have like, a, for instance, like today, um, it's fucking crazy at work. And I mean crazy as in we're down to 50% manpower and I am scheduled tomorrow from seven in the morning until midnight, <coughs> right? In Newmarket, then I'm sleeping over in Newmarket, hence missing jujitsu. So that fucking crinkles my dick right away. And it just, like, it starts stacking up and stacking up. And then by the time it, it gets to that point, you're like, fuck me. I'm going to be working through this long weekend again. And it just starts, like, grating on you. That's the best way I can put it. Grates on me. Takes little tiny slivers off away and away and away until you've got a wound there. Mm-hmm. Right? So I try to figure out. So if it's not just time, what is it that's, that's getting me all fucking riled up or that gets me um, I'm being... Um, particularly selective with my word choice here, right? Right. Because it's not necessarily um, an anxiety because I'm not um, necessarily afraid of anything or... It's just like agitated. I wouldn't call... Like I hesitate to call it anxiety or anything like that. I just call it like a general agitation. It's like you have a little stone in your shoe, you know? Yeah. And it, it just keeps rubbing on your toe a little bit. And so I'm like, I think... I think there's a couple things at play here. I think... Uh, one is that I there are definitely things I want to do that I definitely can't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, or that I can't do while my current lifestyle is in play. Yeah. Right? So it's like, for example, I got this game Foxhole, and I fucking love it. It's awesome. And I've played it twice. Yeah. And it's like, tonight, when we're done here, I could go home and play it, but... I have, what, is 7 to 7 plus fucking 3, 5, 12 is 17-hour day tomorrow? A 17-hour fucking day. I got to go home and leap into bed if I'm going to survive. That comes with, you know, working a family business, having friends and family and a 
a kid and like that comes with it, mm-hmm. right? But it doesn't take away from the fact that I can't roll tomorrow. Yeah, and that's the thing because it's very easy to say to hear you say that, and I felt I felt like. Uh, hesitation when I was saying stuff where it's like, oh, poor baby. And it's like, no, 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 that's the thing. Not looking for p- pity, not looking for sympathy. It's like that. It's just, it's real though. Yeah, you but know? it's still there. I still can't do jujitsu tomorrow. Because the thing is, is that, again, like it's very easy to say, ah, you know, you're being a whiny baby about it. And and that's the thing is like if, if every little minor inconvenience that comes your way is this life-altering, upsetting moment, totally. you're yeah, being yeah. a whiner, totally. And that's the thing is that it's that death by a thousand cuts idea, right? Like, um, that, that unplug from the matrix thing that we were talking about where it's just kind of like I had said to you, like, think about it. Think about uh, your typical day. Start on that whatever day and then count how many choices you uh, not. No, sorry. Not choices you make. How many decisions you make? Yeah. Because there's, there's actually a funny 10 minute podcast about micro decisions and they're talking about how the brain makes like 14,000 micro decisions a day. Uh, that's true. Um, you know, like do I want the pre-made egg salad or the chicken salad sandwich at the Sobeys deli counter? Yeah. Or do I go to Tim Hortons and get one of the four teas that they have on offer? It's like you make choices every day. Speaking of which. How many decisions do you make? That uh, you said to me, because um, I bring a, a lunch to work, but if I'm on the road, like for example, today at 1030, I have my whole lunch packed and in the shop's fridge. But at 10.30, I got a service call for Vaughn. It's like, fuck, there goes the rest of my day. And now I'm eating on the road because I can't bring my shit with me. Yes, I could get a lunch bag, blah, 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 blah. Just didn't have one today. I just didn't have my lunch bag with me. Yeah, yeah. So we're very defensive tonight because I feel like like if you're not, and it's hard when you can't see each other, and it's hard when you can't give the feedback, like just like a check-in, like ask a question, and then it's like, oh, okay, yes, I am on the same page. Because it does come across as that very entitled millennial-y, Da, 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 da. And don't yeah, get me but wrong. Fuck that, man. But no, don't get me wrong. There is that. There is that. Yeah. This is not that, you know? And I'm not just saying that so in that way I don't get lumped into that category. Sometimes I fit firmly in that category. Don't get me wrong. But uh, there's just something about that that general unfulfillment. And I don't mean, oh, I want to get a... I went to get a chocolate sprinkle donut at Tim Hortons and someone in front of me got the last one and I had to get a vanilla. Sp- no, not that type stuff. Or they got my, the barista at Starbucks spelled my name on the cup wrong. It's the, now they're selling cups. You can pay to get a cup with your name intentionally spelled wrong on the side of it. It's that type of shit where it's just like, I don't, I don't connect. I don't can, I see that shit and somebody would probably buy it and be like, bring it to work and be like, Oh look, <laughs> Anferny. <laughs> Dirt. No, it's like, no, that's, that's what this episode's called. Anferny. <laughs> Jesus. I think that's actually a, a real name for like a basketball player. Oh, fuck that guy. I don't care who he is, but, uh, no, it, it's just, Anferny. it's, it's seeing stuff like that constantly and just being like, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate. You know what I mean? Or you see these little things and somebody's just like, Oh yeah, my name's spelled wrong on a cup. And then it's like, they love it. And then it's just like, ah, I want to love real stuff as much as you know what else I think it is, man. That. I was saying this to you today because uh, Sorry, I cut you off. You were saying something about me saying something. You were making a point, and I said Anthony. I don't know. It's um, whatever. Welcome you, to the benchcast. Uh, yeah, no shit. Um, you sent me some texts today. You were looking at uh, some sort of market analysis app, and it had this shit about the floods. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it came up with this terrible headline, which, by the way, like. Man, shit changes when you have a kid, eh? Because oh, not only do I picture it, now it's in my head for the next three hours. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I can't help. <sighs> okay, so 
Fuck man. <laughs> That's okay. the name of the episode tonight. Fuck. Okay. Man. Fuck man. Okay. So. Fuck. When I see that kind of shit about, like, this is about a baby who is found on the dead mother. The the headline was paraphrasing: um, shivering toddler found clinging to drowned mom. And the thing that was so ab- abrasive about the headline is that there was a different font, and like, you know how it'll be like if you're looking at somebody's name on like the news and be like Bill Dungy podcaster and then it'd be like a white line for Bill Dungy and then like left to right and then a yellow line right to left for podcaster to put separation on those things. Shivering Tot rescued clinging to drowned mom and drowned mom was in a different font and a different color. Yeah. So they put the emphasis on that and it was just like motherfucker you know that's so disrespectful uh, just on a human level because that just shows that shows intent intent there to intentionally i can't even think of the word it's just so repulsive and like to uh, to, i can't think bill elicit a response we'll just say i was trying to be more poetic than that that's uh that comes up and I I'm not embellishing. I'm not um, uh, trying to be like self-aggrandizing or anything. Mm-hmm. I read that and I want to leave everything and go to Houston. Mm-hmm. Like I have that part of my body that's like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do down there, but I'm yeah. strong as shit. So maybe I can lift some fucking bags of shit or something. Yeah, you know, like it's just like a let's go kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So then. You know, like I, that's a, a, I went from social work to IT and I went specifically from working with um, young people on the, on the spectrum to working with young offenders and then straight into IT. You went from the real world to the virtual world. Yeah. And it's like, there's... Just numbers on a screen now. Yeah, you, those those aren't real problems. No, they're not real problems. And then Toby's printer in Dunville doesn't work. Well, you learn know, so to it's fix like your printer, Toby. I went through the whole fucking process with the Red Cross for their uh, national ERT uh, response, whatever. And like six months in, I'm still waiting for the second uh, personal interview. So I'm like, fuck it. I know I'm just trying to fill a gap here, and that gap was my not following through with military service when I was in my early 20s. So fuck it. I'm going to go sign up. And I here we are like five, six months later. I'm waiting for that fucking medical. And I'm almost convinced that there's something wrong or something askew, you know, or that like they're going to find something on that medical that they're going to be like, well, this disqualifies you. Yeah. And I'm like, man. No, your farts smell like seaweed. We don't need that in the Canadian military. You know, it's just like, what do you... It's difficult to fuck me. How do I um, describe this? Like it goes back to that finding fulfillment thing. You found something, at least in that moment, that would have fulfilled you. And you did everything you could have done. And these places are looking for people. And you 
are you're more motivated to join them than they are to bring you aboard. You know what it is, dude? It's uh, that book I read after I listened to the guy on the Joe Rogan podcast, Sebastian Younger's um, Tribe. And he's talking about how city blocks are missing what used to keep them together. Mm-hmm. Right? And we're lucky. Like, we still, like, wave the neighbors. Everybody kind of knows everybody. Everybody's making fun of me for growing corn on my front lawn. Mm-hmm. Like, it was still kind of a thing. Yeah. But it's like I was saying to you, where do men meet? We don't fucking go to the barbershop anymore. We don't go to the pub. Like, we don't have the neighborhood bar anymore where we just go and get to be like, you know what? This is bullshit, isn't it? And, like, you could get to the guy beside you and he'd be like, you know what, Bill? That is fucking horse pucky that you got to go tomorrow and fucking just to be validated at least. Yeah, just to yeah, just to get it out of the head, right? Well, now the place where people meet is on PUBG, and then they disparage the sexual acts that they had with each other's mothers. <laughs> that's that's our new barbershop or, or like, scotch hideaway or something like that, you know, of it's, days of old. It's tricky, right? Because I feel like I, feel like I have to apologize for, or, like, be apologetic. Dude, listen to me this whole episode. You know what I'm saying? You know? Like, like, I'm it, like let me quantify this. It let comes, me quantify. It comes with that, but then it's like... Um, this is the way we used to get down on this podcast and say like, you know, there's some real shit going on here. Yeah. That's the thing is that there's no, uh, clearly we don't have any answers for it. And I, if there's, (laughs) we're not special, you know, we in general are not special. That's tricky too, though, because you and I came up in a generation where we were led to believe that we would be, if everyone's special, no one's special. I'm going to bring up a quote that is. Very poignant. Sure. With a G. Sure. There's no... Uh, sure. That's the thing. There's no winners on Everybody Gets a Trophy Day, right? And that's the thing is that... Um, I don't know. Maybe we're looking for... Um, I don't know. Maybe that's why you feel compelled to share your your writing. It's because you want to be known as the guy in the group. Because there's so many different groups we're part of. Um, the guy in the group who's the writer. And that makes you... Maybe not special, but different in that's 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 Maybe. your class in the MMO of life, right? And then that's the thing is that if if you don't if you're trying to find that class or you're trying to find like what you want to be or what that thing is that you want not to be special, but like I don't know to just feel like you have a thing. Here it is. I was just stalling, so you found that. We're the middle children of history, man. No purpose or place. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. And we're slowly learning that fact, and we're very, very pissed off. Tyler Durden, Fight Dude. Club. And it's like, doesn't that just doesn't that Dude. just put the nice little period on the end of that sentence? That was written before social media that was written before a tablet or a cell phone in everybody's pocket that was written before hashtags before tell me what you think before twitter and standing at the end of your virtual driveway yelling at the top of your lungs imagine what that if that guy came up with that thought process nowadays you know what i mean like that that nail hits the nail on the head but like 20 years before the nail existed so here's this. I'm going to pose this question to you again because I asked this to you a, a week or two ago whenever we uh, got together there. Um, 
when we're referring to being unplugged from the matrix, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. And I look at my ambitions of writing RPG campaigns and writing mm -hmm. fiction and just learning jujitsu five days a week yeah. and eating good food and just fucking just doing that. And then I look around and I see the greater majority of people who seem better than content with the Kardashians mm -hmm. and with um, what what I see as monotony. Yeah. Right. And so my question is, like, is that a fault in my wiring, or is like you know what I'm saying? Is that yeah. is that just like? Oh, yeah. no, you got to, like, pull your pants up and get on with it, bucko, because that's just the way the world works for you. That Well, that's the thing. I, I, I would say, yes, it is, because, again, there's a lot of people, and it's an archetype in movies or in books. It's always, like, the, the enlightened douchebag, you know what I mean, who it's just like, oh, you still play with this, or, oh, you... You read that book or the guy who's just so proud of himself. Oh, totally. Canted Fedora listening to Death Cab for Cutie. Like there's there's a there's an archetype there. And that's the thing. And I guess that's why I want to be so defensive is that that person, that type of person is so recognizable and so despicable. And that's the thing is I, I get that and I get why we could look that way when we say this. But that's the thing. There's no superiority being inferred here. It's I will pick up our lunch pail and we will go to work and we will earn our money and we will be good citizens and we'll be good parents and we'll be good husbands we'll be good friends and we will be good people but at the same time it's like you look around and you watch somebody doing something or like you described it being being more than content with what you find as monotony if you find it monotonous that's your own problem it's like i love the show samurai gourmet that's like happiness on tv for me that cures at least for those 28 minutes any ills because they cannot get into the warm happy bubble that is a dude watching samurai gourmet <laughs> but i could understand somebody watching that and finding that monotonous the thing is is that again there's no superiority of like oh you know we realize there's a great grand lie or something no it's just it's you you referred it to back to that South Park episode where like Stan just goes to this period where everything feels like shit but it's not that everything feels like shit it's just that nothing feels like anything it's not negative oh what did I say to you I was drunk I on chicken what I was say too I oh I said it's kind of like all the neutral things have just had a minus one applied to them so all the five neutral down the road stuff that is neither here nor there is now a four yeah. just on the other side of you know, it's not bad. It's not awful. It's not unlivable or blah, blah, blah. There's people with real problems out there. I know what I was going to say to you about that uh, headline you sent to me. I said to you, we know too much. Yeah. And I'm convinced, man, I'm convinced there's something about um, my own. And I, I'm only going to speak on behalf of myself, but my own personal brain, my own ability to take in data. Mm -hmm. is like I'm running an old firmware. Yeah. You know, and there, there's some people I know who can exist in the world. It's like, okay, they can exist in the world or maybe they can't and they're really fucking good at hiding it. Yeah. Because I like, okay, for example, at work, my Lenovo rep. Um, I see this guy once a year and 
just the way he talks to me. He uses like all those businessy terms. No. Uh, let me parking lot that bill, and we'll circle around back to it. You know, and I just like when I look at him, I'm like, like I've said to him, dude, I don't talk like that. Yeah, I. I can't talk to you like that as if you're like a newscaster or something. Yeah. Well, Bill, let me tell you this. And it's... Like, yeah. I, I work with some people like that. It's like, it makes me not want to talk to them. But they're, you know why they're doing it? They're doing it because they think that the people... Maybe not in that case, your guy, because maybe he doesn't have a boss or whatever. But when I see people use that language, it's like, it's almost as if while they're talking to you, they're looking out the window to see if their boss is looking at them. It's like, it's like see, see, I said parking lot like a verb. First off, you change it, but ugh. I don't have the. Uh, maybe it's not that I don't have. Mm, it's like a capacity problem, mm -hmm. right? Where like I can take in so much. Like for example, I was just cruising Reddit and I saw the other night that uh, North Korea launched a missile over Japan and did not sleep. Mm -hmm. Didn't sleep. And it was reading about one guy who heard the sirens going off outside of his house, elected that it was too late to go anywhere, and just waited for it to happen. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. I'm not supposed to even... Know about that. I'm not even supposed to... I don't know. It's just... There's... It's, it's um, a filtration problem, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like some people can see that and be like... Wow, that's really shitty. And then they just kind of like dock that over in like the stuff that I know folder. You know what it used to be, Bam? It used to be that you would have. I'm not smart. I'm not smart enough. So I'm going to use a really shitty metaphor. But your filter existed, and there was less shit coming at it, and you could block most of the stuff out. Certain things still got through. Don't get me wrong. You yeah. know, like that headline that we read today would still have gotten you 15 years ago. Um, but it wouldn't have gotten to you 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Maybe it would have, but I just kind of feel like it's not that our filters are any less efficient or any rattier um, than they used to be worn down with time. I just feel like there's too much shit to filter out now, and the filters are bogged down. It's like just like well, we've quoted it before, but just like on the Joe Rogan podcast where he's like, you're not supposed to get 7 billion people's worth of bad news anymore, like every, any day. And especially recently, and it sucks. It sucks that like the nutsack to the south of us has like coined the term fake news and <laughs> now it's being used like in a pejorative sense. The news, the news is not the news anymore. It's not supposed to let you know this happened today. Or this is happening next week. It's all, here's what you're supposed to be afraid of today, you know. Is your asshole going to heal over in the middle of the night and you're going to blow up because you can't <laughs> poop anymore? <laughs> Maybe, you know. like What a way to go. And it's, 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 it's the reason why that headline had a different font on Drowned Mom. And why that headline started with Shivering Tot. And not just, because Toddler wasn't bad enough. You had to know that she was shivering. And you had to know that she was not clinging to a raft. She was clinging to her drowned mother. That's why it was in a different font. And it's one of those things where it's like, the news isn't just the news anymore. The news is trying, not, not even trying. It's intentionally eliciting responses. And those responses are intentionally fear-based or fear-causing. 
um, anxiety causing things like that because fear fear and anger are probably the most strong responses we have to anything like you know if you like something on Facebook eh, you click like but if you don't like something you type in all caps blah 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 both don't matter but it's like one response is stronger than the other so any news that you're listening to anymore it isn't again the quote unquote meme based fake news but it's it's just pedantic bullshit from the second they click post you know what I mean and I think that's that helps propel us toward or at least help propel us toward the situation we find ourselves in now is that you can't escape that shit dude I I own a stock and that company bought a property so I'm like fuck it I'm waiting for my wife to be done work to drop off the baby so she can feed him and we'll hang out while she feeds them and um, so I'm like, yeah, I'll click on that and kill five minutes reading about this property, see whether I should sell the stock or whatever. Sends me to the link. The link is incorrect. And then auto refreshes me to that article. It's like, motherfucker, I actively try to not read shit like that. Finds a way. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, again, it could have been worse. I could have been that toddler or that mother or the husband. You know, I could have been the father in that situation. No pity needed for me, but at the same time, that's the type of shit that I just can't, I, I don't feel part of anymore. You know what I mean? It's stuff like that that just makes me kind of tiptoe back away from the microphone. Yeah. I just, I don't know, dude. I see stuff like that and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I'm not part of this anymore. Because it doesn't elicit that response in me. It just, it makes me angry at the entire news. It doesn't make me stressed out because of that article. Maybe a little bit, but it makes me angry at the entire news. Yeah. You know, but it's all like that, dude. Just look at the headlines. I remember one of the reasons I got rid of Facebook was because the top news headline on Facebook was a four car crash where three people died in like Coburg. Why is that showing up in my Brantford news feed? Number one, you know, and it's yeah. just like, why can't I escape from all that shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. It's tricky, man. Yeah, and that's the thing is that I, I keep. Here's another I keep like catching myself when I say this because it sounds like, again, it sounds like whining, but it, but it's true though. Those, the culminations of all the things I've described is what's gotten me to this weird little, again, like you've described, just the unplugging from the matrix, right? There's got to be other people who feel this way and either more poetic than I am in putting it, or like you described, just very good at hiding it. Okay, so I. I was just about to say, here's my like millennial thing, right? Because yep. I, this would be the thing where if I said it to previous generations, they'd be like, pull your fucking pants up mm -hmm. and get after it, right? I feel like there's less opportunity for, oh, fuck me. This, this would get all the, I can't, I don't ever know who the bad guys are anymore. Is it SJWs or Antifa? And by the way, I, I was just saying I don't this even to Josh know. at Jits. I can't even fucking stand the word Antifa. It's one syllable extra. Schists. Yeah. Schists. Yeah. Like you're just... Schists Antifa? Fuck me. Got you. Antifa. Anyways, I don't know who this would piss off. It's definitely going to piss off one of them. For me saying that I feel like... For me. As my... Bill Burr. As my... Uh, entitled white middle class male ass can feel this way but I do feel this way mm -hmm. that there is a lack of opportunity for support 
and for I feel like you've I feel like if I were to explain this to my dad my dad would say buck the fuck up there's no support for me either and my response would automatically and is usually automatically my argument is that I I think I bump into more bullshit than you had to and and it's hard it's hard to know for sure it is because it's perspective too right like his amount of bullshit might have been comparable to my amount of bullshit given the way that we both grew up separately right and there you know there's different types of bullshit where it's like you know we as a as a generation have lots of reason to wear the hat of the entitled generation we do we have wireless internet we have the collection the collective knowledge of our species on pieces of glass in our pockets and never mind the fact that we were fucking promised the world but we also have um <laughs> Fuckers. how many people are in teachers college right now yeah. um, most of you aren't getting hired you know but we're still churning out teachers into jobs where there's no positions and we have people who are work in your your dad maybe not but people from your dad's generation are now working in retirement because my dad's from the same generation my dad retired and then got a job you know and he's not unique in that situation so there are things that are affected that affect the different generations differently did your not your dad but your dad's generation grow up with thousands of dollars of student debt you know and now they're like all oh, these kids are just living at home until they're 40 it's like well yeah but like a house costs fifty thousand dollars and getting a twenty thousand dollar job was not unreasonable yeah you were only making twenty thousand dollars but you know a house was fifty eight the house i grew up in while i was alive was worth eighty thousand dollars it's like, dude, there's houses on my street that are selling for 400 grand. I, I write mortgages. I work in finance. I look at houses and I'm like, half a million dollars dude. to live by the Gretzky Center? The I'm bank, sorry. The bank just sent us one of those fucking things where they're like, hey, your house is worth this much. You should totally sell it. And it just stressed me out. Yeah. Because I was like, how the fuck is this bag of bricks worth that kind of money? Because that's the thing. Yeah. If you were smart with your money... You were very smart with your money. You could get a good job, you know, go to school, get a good job, buy a house. And I didn't grow up in this generation, so I'm making this shit up as I go. But I feel like I feel like it's true. And that's fucking all that matters anymore these days is I feel like it's true. <laughs> but, you know, with, with the right amount of intelligent money management, you could probably buy a house and have a 10-year mortgage tops and comfortably pay it off as long as bad, unexpected shit didn't happen to you. Nowadays, I feel like, and again, I see kids coming in to my office, 26 years old, pre-approved for $350,000 mortgages. And yes, shame on the banks for offering them that amount of money, but we have a very restrictive uh, money policy, in, at least in lending out mortgages and stuff like that. You have to jump through fucking hoops. Go ahead and try and refinance your mortgage for how much you need and then tell me that it's too easy, right? Yeah. And then, but you have these kids because... They're able to qualify for these things, but then they want those houses. They didn't buy the houses, like the little starter homes. Like their starter homes are double the size of my house right now. I got yeah. pre-approved back before the interest rates went down and house prices went crazy. I got pre-approved for a $280,000 mortgage. It's like, I want a $150,000 house tops, dude. Like, I'm not, no, I'm not interested in that shit. But I feel like I'm talking kids like I'm calling them kids, you know, 26 years old, because it just feels so young to take on 350 grand 
worth of debt when you're making 60 max 50 even you know what i mean and it's like yeah i, I do feel that there this generation should wear the goat horns for being the entitled generation in a lot of ways absolutely but at the same time we've been conditioned to think very fragile systems are always going to be in place what about when all the industry moved out of Brantford? How many people in our parents' generation was affected by that? Yeah. It's like now there's not even the place to get the job to lose. Now, fucking Brantford's 97% temp agencies or jobs that you can't get into the industry for. I feel very lucky to have a good full-time job, man. Like, again, I, I'm a very hard worker. That whole pull your pants up and blah, blah, blah. Dude, lived it, am living it. But at the same time, while I'm going to work and putting in hours and doing my job and doing those things, I'm also feeling kind of weird about stuff sometimes. You know, it's... Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I just... It's like I said to you, there's... It's well documented, right? That uh, people around our age are having a rough go because the social institutions that used to exist are no more mm -hmm. there's no bowling teams there's no dart league there's no like and maybe wh what did i say to you when we went out i said dude i think this is like part of what i'm missing here like i don't fucking see people anymore and that's the only people i see kick the shit out of me yeah <laughs> there's some healthy healthy pieces to take from that but i'll play devil's advocate because we used to oh, at the start of the podcast we always said there's shit out there in Brantford. you just have to find it and there probably are bowling leagues there probably are dart leagues and stuff like that you know? And then my counter to that would be when that's see, and that's a fair, that's a fair counter too. And it's like, well, again, like I feel apologetic when I say this about, well, you know, I'm sure my dad was this, that, and the other. And it's like, I could, ah, fuck. It's so difficult, man. I, I, I tried to describe this to someone before and forgive me if I like butcher it, but it's like, I feel like the way our jobs work, I feel if I had to go to work and put like Millhouse's dad and just had to make cardboard boxes all day, I feel like I could leave from that job feeling a different way than going to work and getting maybe 80 emails a day and you don't have to read everyone and reply to everyone, but you have to quote unquote deal with 80 emails a day Plus you see eight clients in person. Plus you have six people drop in. Plus you have five phone calls left for you um, or voicemails. And then you have the six or seven times you pick up. And it's like instead of going to work and doing work in a day and dealing with, you know, working with your coworkers and things like that, I probably deal with 50 to 60 different people. And I do a whole bunch of really easy, not really easy tax, tasks, but quick tasks. You know, like things you have to think about is like someone sends you an email. Oh, let me run the numbers and email you back. Or you have to put a loan on the system and you can do that while eating a Snickers bar and drinking a coffee. Yes, but you have to, your mind's engaged while you're remembering the rules and the, the numbers that some days they're this and some days they're that, even though they're supposed to be the same all the time. And by the end of the day, you've done, you've done nothing. But at the same time, you've done three or four people's worth of mental work. So yeah. it's like you come home and then you've, you've done nothing. So you're tired because you haven't been physically stimulated or stimulated in a way you wish to be. You, your bucket's empty. You haven't been fulfilled. 
But then at the same time, all you've done all day is please other people. And yeah, feel beholden to other people. And again, you know what? Well, you don't like it, bitch? Change your job. Totally get that. And then fuck that. Totally After you respect get home, that. like, it, dude, I was in my truck down there. I, from the time I opened my driver's uh, door to go get my bag with my laptop in it, in the back seat, I had to answer two text messages about work. Yeah, and that's I the ain't thing. fucking working. Well, welcome and to the real world, son. I totally get it. In the real world, yeah. earning the money, doing the job, I'm there with you. I get it. And I'll, I'll say the same shit to my kid. But at the same time, I can't escape that weird feeling that it's like everyone else seems to have their shit buttoned up and they're doing it. Or maybe they're just dealing with it. But it feels as though, and again, not that I'm different in that I'm special, but I wish I could just... I wish I could just do it. Man, it, it feels like I'm on old firmware. Like when I yeah. when I have to, like my burnout right now is like every three weeks, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like I take on so much shit at work that it's like you're saying, and then you go home and I keep working. And more often than not now, it's seeping into my home life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just get to that like, it's so that's the thing like it's I don't, crazy right like because you should it's like yeah that, well that's the way the world works and it's like well that's only the way the world has worked for like 10 years and I was a part of the world before it worked like that mm-hmm. and now it's like I'm having a hard time updating to that version of the real world mm-hmm. I, I feel like our certain that's the way I want to say it I feel like certain parts of our generation have a hard time because we're before the generation who grew up with the internet and we're after the generation who was already an established adult by the time the internet kind of came to where it was totally we were the generation who grew up as kids and were raised as kids then given the internet before we were ready to handle it properly you know what i mean and we we've got it now but like you're saying do we though well, I don't you know, know what I'm saying. Fucking, <laughs> we do because we don't have Twitter or Facebook anymore. I don't know. Do you feel? And this ties this ties back to the the um, the news as well. I feel that to stand out in the crowd of because e- the crowd of emails, and you can probably find it at your work. Everyone has to type in all caps and put 14 exclamation points when their mouse pointer is now backwards. You know, and it's like it's not an emergency, but they have to make it an emergency because they want it done now. And you're not allowed to triage anymore. So you have 15 people who all expect to immediately be put first position and can't understand why they aren't. Dude, dude, dude. (laughs) I have my whole day booked tomorrow. I get a phone call tonight at 6 o'clock at night saying, by the way, at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, Ontario Power is going to be shutting off the power in our building. So we're going to go in early and turn everything off. But we need you to come in and turn it back on. Just press the button. <laughs> so I was like, well, you can turn it all back on. They're like, well, what if there's a problem? Then you're going to have to put a ticket in. Yeah. Because I got two guys on the road and like, you know, and that's where that unfortunate part of customer service is that I can't, um, I can't express my humanity, mm-hmm. right? I can't be like. Dude, that sucks, and I'd be there if I could, but... Like, it. for example, I would want to say that, like, 
I will do everything I can to get to you. But I'm so busy that like I'm explaining to my son why I'm away so much. Mm-hmm. Right? And that is somehow inappropriate to say. Yeah. Even though it's my reality. Yeah. I have to translate that as, well, you know, Jessica, I'm very, very, very sorry to hear that that's the uh, unfortunate circumstance that you've come upon. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I will do everything in my power. To, and you're just like, remember what I said to you a couple of weeks or it was last week where you're expected to lie to somebody because if you don't lie to them, they'll be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. But if you're honest, with, I, I was... It's just wacky. That's what I'm talking about, about seeing through the matrix, right? Dude. Because you see that interaction and you're like, or like you were saying, they're sitting across from you. The guy using the business dick words with me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're lying to me. Yeah. Just. That was that day I I was in a store and um, one of the people in the store had met with a customer, I guess. And uh, as they were leaving the building, the salesperson says, you know, it was such a pleasure to meet you today. And I said to you, no, it wasn't. Yeah, you know, but if you didn't say that was it was such a oh no, it was oh, such an no, honor no, no, to no. meet you today, dude. I've got the one for you. So I just switched off of Tech Savvy because fuck Tech Savvy with a spike dick, and I switched to Ebox, which is like this tiny little ISP out of Quebec, and they have like unreasonably low internet rates, so it's guaranteed going to be garbage. Anyways. <laughs> I get through it, 45 minutes, get all signed up, and he's like reading off a script, even though I'm telling him, bro, I'm an IT manager, you don't need to read this shit, just sign me up. How's he finish it off? Oh, it was an honor to help you today. No. Mr. Dungey, I'd like to welcome you to the Ebox family. Yeah, you know what? Unsign (laughs) me up. Yeah, no, cancel it now. Cancel it. Listen here, Raspender. He just like, he was a real decent guy. That was his actual name, Raspender. Yeah. And I was, I actually like tried to bridge the gap and I was like, man, that's a way better name than Bill. I have a like mashed potato name. <laughs> I have Bill. And you have fucking Raspinder. And he's like, you know, uh, so. We're not uh, allowed to laugh here. <laughs> how can I help you today? And it's like, oh, fuck. Uh, Just you sign can, me up for your internet. Yeah, you could be a human being for me. Uh, actually, I was hoping to become part of the family there, uh, Raspinder. Uh, yeah. Can you, uh, <laughs> you know, um, strategize my uh, fucking ISP? That dude, that was that welcome was, to the Ebox family. And you know what? I was like, un- unsign me up for that right now. I've, my face probably went that like open mouth smile, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna tell Wyatt about this. Oh, does he? Eh, Yakuda. That's the thing, man. Because, but that's the thing. We expect people to be disingenuous, and if they're not disingenuous, you're mad. It's like it's that thing. It was such an honor to meet you today. You buy some fucking pliers at Canadian Tire, and that's an honor. But <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean. And it's like, so you have to lie to make people feel uncomfortable, but also at the same time happy. Because if you didn't say that, then you're a bad guy. That's the. Well, matrix, why wasn't right? it? Why wasn't it an honor to meet me today? I bought diamond grade sandpaper and uh, a monkey wrench from you, and some uh, ant traps. Was it not an honor to reach over and hand me three pieces of plastic with the thing inside it I wish to purchase? I'll take my business elsewhere, Sandra. Either that's the matrix or I'm a cunt. Maybe. Do, do you know what I'm saying, though? Because that's, Maybe. The, that's the part where like, I look around and I'm like, okay, this is the game we've all agreed to play. Yeah. So I'm just seeing... The part of the game that's like this weird kind of, uh, you know, you picked up the social card and it's like, 
either I'm seeing a part of the matrix and it's like, you know, that gives me the option to, I don't know, just like that's a part of my life now Mm -hmm. or I'm an unreasonable cunt. Maybe, but that's (laughs) maybe both. Right, but yeah. maybe maybe the the appropriate thing to do is to fake it, and maybe that's what everybody else is doing. So you're sitting there looking at everybody and be like, "Why does everyone have it figured out but me?" And that's the thing when you say when I say I'm unplugged from the matrix, I don't mean like, uh, "Why hasn't anyone else figured it out yet?" No, why has everyone else figured it out yet but me? Because yes, don't get me wrong, I have my cookbooks that give me immediate level ten like brain pleasure and then i put them back in the pile and i'm empty again you know i watch samurai gourmet and it's like all is right with the world and then it turns off and then i'm i'm so bored that i'm antsy it's like at the same time as i i frantically want to do nothing and i'm you know what i mean it's like such a last weekend we went to uh uh, brand park yeah with all the daycare kids and their parents and it was like the last hurrah picnic right Mm -hmm. So I go with my bathing suit on because we're fucking going to the pool. That's the plan. Yeah. And all the kids are kind of like waiting in the pool. And the parents have their like pants pulled up to their knees and they're like kind of standing ankle deep. So I start wading in there and I jump in that bitch. And like so now, so like to paint the picture here for you, there's like nine kids there. And I swim out so I'm about 20 feet away or so. And I poke my head up so it's just my eyeballs above the water. And I'm waiting for one of them to catch my eyes, and they do. And that's the universal signal that we're about to be chased. Yeah, I'm going to get you. That's the role that I default into. I'm the guy that chases the kids. And then when they're old enough, I'm the guy that fights the kids. Right. I just, like, dude, before that, we were all getting a fucking picnic shit ready. And the kids are, like, just kind of losing their fucking minds because nobody's doing anything. So I was like, all right, everybody, come over here. We're doing a super secret mission. I just took them around fucking farting around. But the the Matrix moment for me was when I caught, there was a couple of the moms, like, kind of up along the shore and, like, kind of watching what was happening. And I was getting this look that, like, again, I could be a cunt, or they were looking at me as though to say, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh, why, is it, why, is he, why is he doing that? And I was like, I, dude, how many times do I text you when I'm at these things? I'm like, I can't talk to parents. I talked to little Josh at Jits, and I was like, because he kind of feels the same way about, like, it's hard to connect even with dads. Mm -hmm. The dads that, you know, thankfully show up one out of every five fucking events that I go to. Mm -hmm. And you're almost like, hey, um, do you like video games, guns, or fighting? Oh no! You you uh, you're into you're into reality TV, eh? Yeah. All oh. right. How how's, how's how was last week's episode of Cupcake Wars? And what, I just did they use the buttercream? That's another Matrix or moment the, for me, right? It, it, I went to so there's infant massage class at the Ontario Early Years Center. Yakuda. Yakuda. Yeah. <laughs> so my wife signed me up for it. No, and it was good. You know, again, the thing that's gonna break me out of the out of this. Temporary, temporary. Fun- that's the problem. Is that the funks are always temporary? Yeah, I know they are. You wait for them to go out. It's just like you said, how the burnout cycle. You work really hard. You get real tired. You take a weekend off. You paint some models. You feel refreshed. You bright eyed, bushy tailed. You go back to work. Month and a half goes by. You feel a little 
raw again and that's just a cycle the problem is is that like the repetitiveness of the cycle like it's getting closer and closer together you know what i mean and it's like instead of every six months getting tired and just not tired you know that you've been like chopping down wood or something like that just burnt out just spread too thin burnt just burnt and then it's like yeah now it's like every fucking every three days you know what i mean (laughs) and so i i go to this thing and it's a lot of fun oh sorry the thing that's going to kick me out of it is my kid 100 percent. and i mean maybe i had i had a son at the perfect time because you know i'm not a you hear like guys becoming dads for the first time in their 40s and stuff but at the same time you hear of guys in their 20s i would say like the the, the typical age is usually, you know, like 25, 27. There's a lot, that's a lot of people become parents for the first time. Totes. So for my wife, we were 32 and 38. So we're, case in point, every time we go into anything, like people are like, oh, how, you know, you say how old you are at 32. Oh, wow. You know, your dick still works crazy. <laughs> your kid's not retarded. You know, and it's like, I'm always the oldest guy there and I'm always the only guy there. So <laughs> that's the thing for me, I think, and not, not to put the pressure on him. I just think inherently getting to do frivolous stuff playing for the sake of playing is going to work because I'm going to be able to do that through my son and he's going to love that because he's going to have the goofy dad yeah dude you know yeah and so I was at the infant massage all class, day and at the end of the class the lady she's a sweetheart she comes up and like she's getting a little a little bit clamped when she was talking to me and she's like you know it's really great seeing dads come out to these things and stuff like that and it's just like i mean i know that i'm in a bit of a unique situation here the fucking asshole bitch the entire time about how he doesn't find meaning in life and then he's on fucking parental leave and of course he's a whiny bitch i get it i get it i totally get it but it's one of those things where <laughs> it's just like i i get that though because at the same time Everybody's been making fun of me. Oh, yeah, you're baking lots of banana bread. I did make banana bread this week, actually. It's pretty funny. But it's like, oh, you're making lots of banana bread while you're on maternity life? <laughs> Bitch, you, you could have done the same thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, because I feel, I don't know, man. It's like, if I am, there was a point in my life where I wanted the corner office. There was a point in my life where I wanted to be on, you know, the fourth floor from the roof, where I wanted the people to recognize my name. I wanted to be in a band that everyone thought was awesome. I wanted everybody at work to be sending me emails and asking my opinion on stuff. And I don't know, like something just clicked where it's just like, nah, I just, while everyone's putting themselves on YouTube and telling everybody what they think about everything, I'm getting rid of Facebook. I'm getting rid of Twitter. You, you shouldn't care what I think about shit, you know, like, if, if you, yeah, I mean, uh, for the sake of this podcast, we give our opinions because we like listening. That's why we started the podcast is because we like listening to people talk things out. And sometimes we agree with them or we disagree with them, but it helps solidify our points on things. So, yeah, you know, if you agree with me or disagree with me and you get that same enjoyment, great. But you shouldn't fucking care what I think. Just like I shouldn't care what you think. We should be respectful of each other while we're waiting in line at Tim Hortons or while we're on the road with each other. But the worst thing that the generation ever did was coin the end of the YouTube video. Let me know what you think. No, who gives a fuck what you think? (laughs) Don't tell me what you think. Like, comment, subscribe. Find out what you, yeah. Check out the link to my merch. But like, no, like fuck merch. Go and like find stuff out that makes you feel happy and feel good. That's what I'm trying to do. And then I always feel silly about it because it's like, but bro, why are you whining all the time, bro? You know, like <laughs> I got, I got $20 like West Coast chopper spinners on my Ford Escape. So I'm pretty good for like the next eight months. You know, it's like, 
I, I wanna I wanna find something. Doesn't have to be meaningful, doesn't have to be poignant. I just wanna like something as much as douchebags like their West Coast chopper spinners on there. Nineteen ninety nine from Walmart, West Coast chopper spinners. Maybe that's the ramen cookbook that I ordered from Amazon. I just keep that wheel of Connors churning. Try to fill that hole with ramen. Fill my ramen hole. Don't Google that. Fill my that might be the name of the episode. <laughs> very yeah, we'll get a lot of people who will find that episode on accident, I feel. <laughs> I think when I name episodes like that and then post it to the Facebook page, I don't know for sure. <laughs> the like followers cur- goes down. Curly scrolls through and he goes, okay. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll tie that to the business. <laughs> sure. We'll put our stamp on that. Oh, we didn't announce that it was 12 days till Christmas. You'll find out what that means later. But this is the 12th day of Christmas. Dashing through the snow. I mean, <laughs> dashing through the snow. The snow of blood. Oh, goodness gracious. Are these like Snow of Blood lyrics? I can't tell what he's saying. And then Dallas Green's angelic voice just rings through like a morning bell. Oh, man. I, like, I, I accidentally nailed that timing. I would do terrible things to that individual. Maybe he'll like it. With my body. <laughs> hey, I really like your music. Can I like, I don't know. Mother, yeah. Mushrooms. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's another potential title. <laughs> this we're gonna re-upload oh, this man. episode eleven times with eleven separate titles. That's uh, very childish of us. That's a real funny thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs>